it's all rooted in fear, depression, living with regret and what, what, what I didn't do and, and unforgiveness and blame and shame. And then we wonder why we live in a society where everybody has overstressed, overwhelmed, anxious, and, and, and it's like mental health is the biggest thing that's going on. Well, mental health has always been a factor. The thing is, what are you going to do about it? Happy Self Love Sunday. I am Mo Sass, your host of Self Love Sundays with Sass, where we come every single Sunday where we talk about all the ways in which we can better our best. And let me tell you something, guys. I said that 2024 was going to be the year of the bold, and I want you to know that I'm starting it off. And I'm super excited because my two new books, Finding Your Way, A Guided Journal to Loving and Healing Yourself, and my accountability workbook is live, is active, and ready for sale both on Amazon. Um, you can look it up by my name, Tarnisha Sass, last name is spelled S-A-S-S. -S. I am super, super excited for you to utilize the journal and the accountability workbook. Listen, if you wanna be successful this year, you're gonna need this accountability workbook. So I'm excited. And also for those of you who don't know or new to my channel, my book, Find Your Way, Seven Ways to Love and Heal Yourself, which is actually a great duel to have with the guided journal because I ask you questions and give you prompts within the book. So having a journal will allow you to write more. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the year of the bold because this is our year. This is our year where we're taking risks and we're standing out and we're being courageous. And that is the reason why We've been talking this month about facing your fear. So I started this uh, month off by talking about how ways to identify your fears, how to create a list and like narrow it down by category. Um, we talked about how to choose one fear and get to the root of it and some actual tools um, that I gave you also to help you with facing your fears. And so this, this week I want to just come and kind of just really bring it all together because Listen, all those steps that I gave you, and if you didn't have a chance to look at those previous videos, please go back and look at them. Please go do the work. Please don't let this be the year where you're just listening to YouTube channels and you're just listening to people and you're not doing the work. The way that we transform is we do the hard things and facing our fears can feel, and notice how I use the word feel, like a hard thing and it's temporary emotions, okay? So don't make a permanent decision not to face your fears based off your temporary emotions, okay? And this is crucial, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because research shows that individuals who actively work to confront their fears, experience increased life satisfaction, improved mental health, and overall um, improved well-being. And this is the thing that most people say they want. They say they wanna be happy, healthy and wealthy. Well, if we're allowing fear to drive the ship of our life, then we're not gonna get there. And evidences do show that people who embrace fear lead more uh, fulfilling careers, have more fulfilling relationships, they have more adventures in life, and they create a greater sense of purpose. So this is why it's important, but let's talk about the consequences that we face when we don't confront our fears, okay? And I know that last week I said, I'm gonna give you the two 
um, primary fears that all, no, underneath every fear, these are the two primary fears that my mentor gave me. And I just thought it was so profound and I am going to share that with you. But right now I want to talk about some of the consequences. Number one is regret and stagnation. Okay. And so here's the thing when I, Miles Monroe was the person who said, you know, talked about going to your grave empty, right? They say the graveyard is the richest place on earth because people's dreams, their goals, they died with them because they never stepped out boldly and courageously and took the risk that it, that it, took to live the goals and the dreams. And so a lot of people die with stagnation or with regret. And let's talk about stagnation, right? There's no movement. There's no satisfaction. You're unfulfilled. You don't have peace. The reason why you don't have peace is because you're not in purpose. And then you find that you're not in the relationships that you desire. You are not in the career that you desire. You're waking up miserable every morning, going to a job you don't want to be at because you need to make money. Never realizing that what's holding you in those places and spaces are fear, fear of not having enough money. Never realizing that if you just get into your bowl, old state and go after the career you really want. And so how do we do that? You're going to say, well, like, well, that sounds easy. How do you do it? It doesn't sound, it, here's the thing. It sounds easy and I get it. It's not easy. I was a welfare mother. I, I call, I say I went from welfare to winning, winning six figures, right? And not winning it by a lottery, but winning it by a lot of hard work and a lot of transformation of work. So what I had to say was what skills do I need? What help do I need to do the thing that I want to do? I always knew that I was a healer and I wanted to be of service to people and help people learn how to transform their mindset so they can live a life that they desire and let them know that you don't have to live in chaos, but you can live in calm and peace. And it's something I wanted to do. So what did I do? I went out and put myself with the best mentors in this world. Dr. Eric Thomas, ET the hip hop preacher, um, Tony Robbins, I'm in their communities. I joined a, 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 an emotional intelligence program called next level. I listen, I did the thing that I needed to do to become who I wanted to become. And I'm still not done yet because I refuse to go to my grave with any sort of regret. And I refuse to be stagnant in life. But those are the, that's one of the biggest consequences that we face. And I really don't think it's the biggest. Let me tell you what I think the biggest consequence is, right? Yes. Regret and stagnation. I think the biggest consequence we face, especially if we are parents, is that our children are watching us and they will repeat the very things that we don't do. I promise you, they will repeat the very things that we don't do. And, and, and so a lot of times when we're looking at our children having role models and you're wondering why you're not a role model in their life is what are you, what are you exhibiting for them to role model? How, what type of leader are you? How are you showing up? Are you telling them to face their dreams and go after this and go to college? And yet you're doing nothing but complaining every day about the job that you're on and you're not looking to, to grow. You're not looking to have better and healthier relationships. You know, it's one thing thing to talk about it, but I'm, it's so, it's so interesting. I was just reading in the Bible this morning about, you know, um, John the Baptist and how he lived, how he preached. And so the question is, do you practice what you preach? Because if you don't, people will know that you are just lip service. Okay. So that's the, that's to me, that's the number one consequence is that the generations coming behind us will keep repeating the things that we were so afraid to do. All right. Next, limited personal development, kind of just what I was talking about. Fears left unaddressed hinder 
personal development without facing fears. Let me tell you something you without, you got to face challenges, right? And so you, and the reason why some people find it, you know, difficult to grow and evolve is because they have fear. It's the fear that holding them, the fear of the unknown, the fear of the success. I gave you some common fears in a couple of videos back fear of being seen. A lot of us are fear they have a fear that people won't like us. Well, everybody is not going to like you. Sorry. Newsflash. It's just the truth. There are some people who are going to hear my, hear my voice, hear my, um, my channel, my YouTube channel or my podcast and say, that's not the person for me. And here's what I say in that God said, the sheep shall know my voice. That means they're not my, they're not my people. And that is okay. And some people who used to be your people may, may evolve and grow beyond you and move past you. And that's okay too. We got to stop trying to hold on to people and things. That's not the purpose of this work. The purpose of this work is so that whoever works with you transforms and grows. And that's what they're supposed to do. And then they go on to the next journey of their lives. Sometimes you go along with them and sometimes you can't, but either way is all good. I need somebody to hear that today. Either way, it's all good. Sometimes we are in this fear of having to hold on so tight to people and things where there's how many people, like 4 billion people on the planet and you have to hold on to these five. Tell me why, what are you really afraid of? Food for thought. So first thing we said, stagnation and regret. Second, limited personal development. And then the next thing impact on mental health. Listen, when you are constantly living in fear and worrying and have doubt, this is why there's so much depression, so much anxiousness in the world. Everybody's anxious, all anxious about the future. It's, it's so much, all that is rooted in fear. It's all rooted in fear, depression, living with regret and what, what, what I didn't do and, and unforgiveness and blame and shame. And then we wonder why we live in a society where everybody has overstressed, overwhelmed, anxious and, and, and it's like mental health is the biggest thing that's going on. Well, mental health has always been a factor. The thing is, what are you going to do about it? Are you just going to continue to say, well, I'm just going to stay depressed. Are you going to say, well, I'm just going to deal with this anxiety. I'm going to take a pill. I'm going to take a drug. And I'm not saying I'm going to be make a disclaimer. There are some people who need medication and that is absolutely okay. What I'm saying to you is we got to get to the root of why that is and pull that thing out to the root and face the fear. And, I, and I'm going to talk about why it's a fear in a minute after I get to more of these consequences, but we had stagnation and regret. We had limited person development. We had an impact on mental health and missed opportunities. You know, so many people is like, well, I don't have an opportunity. Well, the opportunity doesn't present itself because you're so busy living in fear. You won't leave the environment that you're in. You will stay in the same state, the same town with the same people. And then you wonder why? Well, the opportunity is when you decide to take a bold move and step outside of your environment, step outside the people that you've been around all this time. And I'm not telling you, you can't be friends with people anymore. That ain't what I'm telling you. I'm telling you to look at the five friends. And if that's the life that you want to have, then cool, stay there. But if you desire to have more, you have to look and say, well, how am I going to get there? If I continue in the same cycle, where do I need to grow? And maybe I need to step outside of the environment that I am. Maybe I need to move to a different state. If there, listen, if there's better opportunity in another state, for what it is that you want to do, go there, build yourself. Hear me. I, and I met, I met a young lady who did this. She lived in Atlanta most of her life and she moved to Florida. I believe Miami, Florida, because what she wanted to do for her business, it was there. She grew herself into a, a millionaire and then she moved back. 
No one said nothing has to be forever. We live in this world where everything has to be concrete and set in stone. That's not true. She faced her biggest fear and she went after what she wanted. She, as a matter of fact, the coach that, that she wanted to be under was there. So she went there to study under this coach and now she's killing the game. So a lot of times people are wondering about the, the opportunity. Well, there's plenty of opportunity, but are you willing to open yourself up to receive it? Or are you going to still hide behind the fear? Last, social and professional limitations. Listen to me. <laughs> Unaddressed fear can limit social interaction. So here's the thing. We need to have interaction with people. You can't do this alone, whatever it is in life. I don't care what it is you want to do. You can't do it alone, right? And so when you have fear, then it hinders you from having those, from networking with the people that you need to network with. Right. And that stopped you from having professional advancement. Some people are like, well, I hit the ceiling. I can't go any further or I, I, I can't get this promotion. You can, but you keep saying that you can't. Number one, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And two, what skill do you need and who needs to be your ally? And where's the resource? And when I wanted to get promoted in my position, because I still, and most of you know, I still work in corporate America today and I'm a second level. When I wanted to be promoted, I went and found me an ally. I went and got me a mentor. Right. And those are people who can advocate for me, who can advocate for you. And most times we don't have an advocate because we don't seek them out and we don't invest in ourselves. Everybody is a scam artist. We don't want to invest in the coach. We don't want to invest in the program because we're so afraid we're going to be scammed. But the biggest scam is yourself. You're scamming yourself. You're scamming yourself out of opportunities. You're scamming yourself out of the life that you desire because everything you think is from a negative standpoint. And I want to be clear. I understand that the brain, that's what the brain does. It automatically goes to the negative first. And this is why it takes boldness to say, you know what? I'm not going to allow you to hold me back. I'm going to do my research. I'm going to find me a therapist. That's great for me. I'm going to find me a coach. That's great for me. I'm going to find me a mentor. That's great for me. I'm going to find me an ally. That's great for me. I'm going to find me a community that's great for me. And I'm going to find me an environment that shapes and molds who I desire to be. If I never left Plainfield, New Jersey, that's where I'm from and moved to Pennsylvania, I probably would be still doing the same things with the same people. And here's the thing about that. I want to make it very clear. Those are great people and there's nothing wrong with them. They're on their path and they're doing great in their arena. However, for what I wanted to do, I needed to leave that and I needed to grow. I needed to grow. So I had to step outside my environment. You know, it's so interesting. I did the same thing and it, it's, it's funny because I even think about it. And, and again, I want to be clear on when I speak that I, I do, I am a Christian. I love God. You will hear me talk about it. You'll hear me say my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I will say that I am not here to tell anybody what they should or shouldn't believe in. And you can believe in whatever you desire. I just want you to get this message. Okay. I'm not here to dictate who you should believe in. I just am a soldier for the army of God. Okay. Uh, and I love it. And I'm going to shout it from the rooftops. And I think about when Herod was going around, but when he, when he found out that Jesus was born and he was so jealous, he was, he went around to kill every baby under two years old because he was trying to stop God's prophecy. Right. It makes me think about the fact of what fear will make people do. And so what happened was, you know, it came to, um, it came to Joseph in the Bible that, you know, God said, you got to leave, you got to flee. Right. And he listened and he fleed, but had he not flee, Jesus would be dead and we wouldn't be having this conversation. Right. So some, what, what am I saying? You got to get outside your environment is, are you having a pull and a tug when you saying that you need to move, then move.
And I know you're like, well, it's not easy, but that's why you make a plan. Because when you plan to fail, you fail. You, you, when you plan, to, you, you fail to make a plan. I'm sorry. When you fail to make a plan, you plan to fail. You can absolutely do it, but it has to be a priority. You have to have to make it a priority. How much is it, is it going to cost for me to live where it is that I want to live? Right? Make the plan. How much do I need to put away? Start putting away rent payments now. And you say, well, I can't do that. Yes, you can. You just have to learn how to live on less. And a lot of us don't want to do it. I'm not just talking to you. I had to say the same thing to myself too. There's no more DoorDash for me in 2024. I'm saying it out loud because I am a woman of my word. So if I say it, then I have to live it. There's no more DoorDash in my home. Let me make that clear. Because when I travel, I may have to. But when I'm in my home, there's no more. I have to cook my meals now. Okay? <laughs> so... You know, and I share this because I want you to know that as I come and speak with you, these are the things that I've gone, I've, I had to do to get to where I am. I started off at 322 a month. You know, I was 16 and pregnant. I, most people know my story. So I had my son at 17 and, you know, I had to grow all these things within me to be able to be where I am, not just in my career, but in my business. Okay. So why is it important that we face the fears? The reason why you have the fear is because you haven't done it yet. That's all. The reason why you have the fear is because you haven't done it yet. Because once you've achieved the thing that you want to achieve, you're not scared of it anymore. I had to know, I had to come to know that for myself. I remember the first time I wanted to get promoted um, in my in my job, and I I wanted to go to a first level manager, and I was so scared, like scared to like I don't know what to do with the interview. I don't know if I'm going to be good enough. I don't know if I am enough. I don't have a degree. I'm da -da -da, and I'm just going through all these things, right? Because when you're in corporate America, of course they tell you, if you don't have a degree, you're, not, you're nothing, okay? You're not gonna be able to make it. And um, so I was like really, really scared of that. And I was just like, man, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then when I went on the interview, because this is what I, I had to, listen, for, hear, hear me, I had to go get interviewing skills. So I went and worked with this beautiful lady named Maya. I will never forget her. She's since passed. Um, and she taught me everything I need to know about interviewing. She, what she said was, listen, they are hiring because they have a problem. You need to go in there and show them how you're going to solve their problem. <laughs> and they're going to pay you for it. Right. And I was like, wow, I never thought about it like that. And she said, yes, you need to learn what, learn what the department is about, the, the, the culture of the company and what the problem is and go in there and show them that you're the person that can resolve it. And when I did that, of course, I got the promotion. But the other thing I did with that, too, is I had allies. I went to people who I already worked for. Um, and I didn't just go to my first level manager. I went to like my division manager and I talked to my division uh, manager and I gained an ally. Right. I asked for mentorship. That's how I did it. I didn't I don't have a college degree. I have a lot of certifications now. <laughs> I have enough certifications. It probably could end up being a bachelor's and or a master's at this point. Um, dead serious. Um, but I, at that time, I, I didn't even have the certifications. This is, this is early on. And we're talking about 1998, 98, 99. So somewhere around there. But I, these are the things that I did. So when I'm coming here and I'm telling you these things, these are the things that I did to get me from the welfare to, you know, Four figures to five to now six plus and on my way to seven. <laughs> I said it. Um, I'm never going to stop until I hit it. That's why I can say it. Not because I have it, but because I know it's coming. And how I know that is I'm living boldly and I'm going to face my fears. I, I still have fears too. 
and I'm going to face them head on because I realized that the fear is in the way of the vision. So I talked to you guys about that in the earlier video of why was this important? Everybody wants to, Oh, let's have a vision board party. Let's get to the vision board. Well, if you have fear, you're not even going to put your vision, your true vision on the board. You're going to put less than you're going to be, you're going to build your board from a place of lack. That's not what we want to do it from. So when we step into this and say, you know what? I know I have these fears, but I'm going to overcome them in this. And when, as a result of overcoming my fears, I'm going to have this, 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 this. It's a different perspective to the vision board. Okay. So number one, importance of face to fear and listen, increase confidence. What it is, is I don't have confidence when you don't have confidence. It creates a fear. So when you start to Listen, take it one step at a time, make your plan, right? Do your steps one at a time. It builds confidence because you've proven that you can overcome challenges. Like I said, the only reason why you have fear is because you haven't done it yet. Right. And so when you, when you have more confidence in your life, it allows you to show up differently. It allows you to show up in your relationships differently on your, on your job differently or in your business differently. So that's why it's important. Next, it expands the importance of facing this. It expands your comfort zone. So before you were uncomfortable, before you walked into this new thing or before you faced this challenge, I'll tell you a big one of mine. I am very uncomfortable with the water because I can't swim. Well, I went to Puerto Rico a couple of years back and I jumped off a 15 foot cliff into water. Can't swim. I did it. Why did I do that? Because I wanted to get out of my comfort zone. I wanted to show myself that I can take big leaps and big risks. That was a big risk. I could have drowned. Okay. It was more, it was people around. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to act like that, but <laughs> you know, it was a big risk. Okay. And, and so it expanded my comfort zone. So now I have a new level of comfort, right? So then I go outside of that. And what it is, is I'm broadening my horizons. Okay. So you broaden yourself every time you step outside the comfort zone. All right. Next enhance resilience. I can't tell you enough. I've become more and more resilient. When you face your fears, the level of resiliency that you will have, that means just your bounce back, right? You're, you're able to get up quicker. You know, you're able to go through, a, you go through a breakup and you're not sad for months and years on end. You're able to be resilient and understand, right? Understand where the breakdown was or maybe we just wasn't in alignment and that's okay. But when you face the fear to understand yourself and start to understand other people, then it gives you knowledge and wisdom that you can look outside of it and say, you know what? I got this. I got this. I understand why that couldn't be right. And it helps you bounce back quicker from setbacks. They're going to be setbacks. They're going to be, there's setbacks in my business. Let me tell you right now, my business was booming, um, in COVID, right? There's been some setbacks, but I haven't quit, right? This is where you get to prove yourself. You get to prove yourself. So that's the biggest thing. Don't quit. But when you face your fears, it helps you be more resilient. I've never been more resilient. Okay. Let me say that. <laughs> Let me just tell you right now. It, it, the, 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 the profit in loss sheet is profit in loss. And for those who know, you know, okay, but I'm still going to keep going and I'm still going to keep giving and I'm still going to keep learning and I'm still going to keep serving. I'm going to face the fear. There's always potential fear of what could happen in my business. I'm going to face it and keep going. That's what makes you successful. Okay. 
Next, improve mental well-being. We talked about this. When you start to face your fears and you understand that you can do it and you understand that you don't have to be anxious about it and you don't have to be regretful about it and you don't have to be sorrowful about it, it helps with your mental health. When you face your fears of going to talk to a therapist because you know, we grew up in, the, in a time where they tell you to keep, your, keep everything to yourself and keep what happens in this house stays in this house. When you start to face your fears and you, and you get help, it will change your very life. When you start to get coaching, because what coaching does is it literally cuts down on your learning. It, it's, it's literally, coaching is a shortcut. It really is. It's a shortcut. It's somebody giving you what took them years to attain, to give to you in a couple of hours or a couple of months. Real talk, I've been doing this work for years. I mean, since 20, so I started teaching fitness in 2010. And so uh, coaching 2014, um, and then, you know, also uh, leaping into speaking as well. So the knowledge that I have is a shortcut for you. Same thing with writing a book. Now I know how to write them. It's, I have three of them now, right? And so that's, it's a cheat code. It really is. People don't get that. And I'm not saying that every coach is, is created equally. I went and I actually got certified to become a coach. I wasn't somebody who said I did it. And now I'm just going to go coach people. Cause I know I'm not going to just go consult people. Cause I know, no, I actually went out and acquired the skills be, to become certified and I actually consult on my job. Okay. So it's not just something I made up for myself. It's very important for people to understand that. So when you're vetting your, your, the people you want to work with, understand their background. Did they, are they, are they helping you with things that they've, that they've overcome? So when I, when I do my program and I, and I have a new program that's coming out, it's called heart sync, right? Those are the things that I've gone through already. I've learned how to effectively communicate. I've learned emotional intelligence. I've learned how to health, have healthy uh, relationships with significant others, as well as my children and my family members, right? So as I've learned these things, now I teach. That's how it should be, okay? So again, improve mental well-being and promoting a positive mindset because the mind is wired, hardwired to be negative. So you have to do what you need to do. And when I say do what you need to do, hire, acquire the skills, get the coaches and our mentors, right? In the environment to help you foster it. And then opportunities for growth. So when you said, we talked about when you step outside your fear, opportunities and doors are going to open. And then here's the thing about this, because this is so important. Just because the door is open, doesn't mean that they're going to come and grab you. You then have to have enough courage to walk through the door. All of it's you deciding It's making a decision. I made a decision to leave, to move from New Jersey and build a house in Pennsylvania. Once I got to Pennsylvania, I made the decision that I was going to, to, to become healthy because I didn't like my weight. I started working out in the gym. Then I made a decision to start teaching fitness because I wanted to give women um, the same, the same benefits that I had gotten from, um, working out and just feeling better and what it was doing for me mentally, physically, and emotionally, because I was larger. I was like 200 and 215 pounds or so. Um, and then I took myself down to my lowest was like one, 
140, but I also went to power lift. I started, and again, I made a decision to power lift, right? And so all of these decisions, and then I made a decision to become a coach and made a decision to um, want to, you know, come out and service the people by giving them content and information and also being a speaker. All of those were decisions. So the opportunities came, but I had to walk through the door. I also had to invest in myself. I couldn't be afraid of investing $10,000 in myself. I couldn't be afraid of that. And people like $10,000. Well, here's the thing. If I go in your closet, I can probably add up $10,000 in a heartbeat. I can probably add up $10,000 of money that you've just thrown away to things that you don't even remember that you have anymore, especially if you are middle aged. And I'm generally talking to women who are 38 plus. Okay. You nine times out of 10, you've, you've spent that money well over in parties in drinks and whatever. Right. And then, and I'm going to be clear. That's not a judgment because I party and drink too. It was just that for me, for what I wanted to do in life, I realized that I had to take the money that I was expending doing things that really wasn't serving me and then invested in myself, invested in my mindset, invest in my health, invest in my body. Right now, menopause is kicking my butt. And so I've gained a lot of weight as a result of it. So what am I doing about it now? I've invested in my health. I'm doing a program by Sean T called Dig Deeper. I'm facing the fear. I'm facing the fear of menopause because it was a big fear for me, but I'm not gonna just lie down and take it. What am I doing? I'm putting myself in programs. I'm putting myself in therapy to talk through what's happening with me as a result of menopause, as a result of my hormones being up and down. I'm talking to friends about it. I'm in environments now where people are talking about it and they're, they're giving me resources for me to reach out. Now, reaching out with resources, child, you can't get an appointment for three to four months, but that's another story for another day. And I'm doing what I'm telling you to do. This is how I face my fears. And so I know that I said to you that I was gonna tell you the two primary fears that all human beings, when it boils down to it, I don't care who you are. When my coach gave me this, and this is why I love coaches because he cut, he gave me a shortcut to the information. Okay. I, I didn't, you know, so what he said is the two primary fears that all human beings share when you really peel back the onion in the layers. Number one, we're not enough. And number two, we won't be loved. All fears boils down to we're not enough and we won't be loved. I hear so many people on this internet today talking about um, relationship and giving relationship advice and they're giving it from such a trauma based standpoint. I really want you guys in 2024 to be careful to who you listen to and what they are saying to you. If they're not leading you back to the heart of who you are and leading you to your higher power and telling you to do the research for yourself and to look into things, I'm going to need you to really be cautious about them. Because the thing is a lot of people are giving advice based upon their experience. And if they haven't done the work within the experience to elevate themselves, guess what they're going to have you doing? They're going to have you thinking about your relationship with your loved ones and your children from a trauma, toxic base space. They're going to have you thinking everybody is a narcissist. Every man you come across is a narcissist. Every woman you come across is a gold digger. Every kid, like it's, it's just insanity what's being preached and taught. But if you do the work, you'll understand what they're doing is they're preaching separatism. And that's not, may not be a real word. And I may have made it up, but just hang on in there with me for a minute. What they're doing is 
making a space. People are now becoming more and more separated from people because people are diagnosing people without understanding what the diagnosis is. Everybody has narcissistic traits. Doesn't mean they are narcissist. Do the research. Do listen, go look up what that is. The clinical term, right? I, I read psychology today. I'm a nerd like that. Go read the clinical term. All right. So this is the thing every, and everybody's toxic, your mother, your father, your kids, you, I mean that. And so what, what it does is it creates a world where people, I'm not going to be around you and I'm not going to be around you and I'm not going to be around you never realizing that we need one another. Now I want to be clear that we must be in alignment. So in other words, I'm around people who share the same values as I do. They are not like me by any means, but we share the same values. What are your values? And so when you start to think about what your values are, and my values have changed over the years because I'm not the same age anymore and I'm not doing the same things anymore. And I'm not looking down on anybody who did it because I did it. Hello. And we need to get away from that too. Like all this judging, get your life. We have all made mistakes. This cancel culture, are you serious? No one has been in your house to hear the nasty things that you said and the negative things that you said. How dare you get on the internet and, and like just destroy people? But no one can destroy you because they can't hear the nasty thing that you said. Because you know how I know you said it? Because we're all human. We're all human. But why are we doing this? The reason why people are out here destroying each other, destroying other people is to prove something about themselves because they really think that they're not enough. And then they're afraid that they won't be loved. So this is how I'm going to get love. This is how I'm going to get love. Never realizing that that starts within yourself. You don't have to destroy another person. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't call things out because I'm never afraid to stand on business and call things out, but there is a way to do it that keeps your dignity intact. That part. I think about the story of, of Joseph and Mary when she got pregnant, he could have destroyed her. He could have said she was a whore hooker sleeping with other men, but he, he was going to divorce her quietly. He was going to divorce her quietly. And maybe you don't believe the story. I don't know, but there's something to walking away from something with your dignity intact and not having to, to, to blame and shame and cut a person down. If you really have faith and believe you should know whatever's supposed to come to them is going to come to them. But why do you have to be the person to dish it? I know why, because you feel like it's going to help you be loved because the more I talk like this, the more people, cause people gravitate to negativity before positivity. That's why when, you know, when I look at, you know, certain people, they don't have certain views. It's a reason why people gravitate to gossip and negativity. That's where they gravitate to. But how can you stand out amongst that? I'm not afraid. I listen, I may not have all the views, but I have my dignity. I have my respect. I have my integrity. I have my values in place. That, that means more to me than anything. And I'm not saying that I haven't said a thing or two <laughs> in my life. I have, I'm not saying I don't have an opinion. I'm saying there's a way to go about doing it. And the reason why people do what they do, two reasons, a fear. I'm not enough or I'm not going to be loved. So I'm going to prove myself to be enough and I'm going to do these things to get love. And people who say they don't want it, you're lying. I said it. I'm calling you on the carpet. 
We all desire love. We're all afraid of it though. I said what I said. So I want to give you two more things and then we're going to wrap this up. The two definites in your life is change and time. Whether you like it or not, 2024 is coming. February is coming. March is coming. April, May, June is coming. There's nothing that you can do about it. So if you already know that, then why not take the leap to, to, to look into these fears, to understand them, to start adjusting one at a time. Again, we do it one at a time, not to get overwhelmed. Step, listen, get the help that you need, whether it's a therapist, a coach, www.mosas.com info at mosas.com. If you want to email me, get the help that you need so that as the, the, listen, as the time is coming and the changes that are happening are going to be, you still become the best version of yourself. So I'm going to give you a book that really helped me, um, early on. And this is, this book was, I mean, it was crucial. It was crucial in the beginning of me facing my fears and then also realizing why I was in the relationships that I was in and being around the people I was in with, I'm sorry, being around the people I was with and doing some of the things that I did, that I do. Now it didn't make me some perfect being cause I'm not, I still make mistakes every day. And now sometimes it's like every day <laughs> I make mistakes and I'm still learning, but this book, something more, something more excavating your authentic self by Sarah brand ban Breckneth is B R E A T H N A C H. She's the author of simple abundance. This book was the game changer in my life. It helped me get to the root of me. So you want to talk about another way, another shortcut in life. Um, when it comes to learning, grab yourself a book and here's what we do with books, right? Cause most people read books wrong. They'll read the whole book and then they want to go back and do the work. That's not how you do this. And even as you go through a program, you should read the first chapter, do the work, read, do, and then teach, right? And then go out and teach someone that and what happens is as you teach it, what you're doing is you're retaining what you've learned. Okay. And I know that may be a fear. <laughs> Teaching may be your calling and that's maybe another fear. Well, this is where you can start. Okay. S simple, simple steps, simple, simple system. I am super excited for your journey in 2024. We are going to overcome these fears one at a time. And if there's ever anything that you need more of me, message me, email me. I definitely can bring it up as a talk topic, as well as if you are ready to step into your greatest year of them all, you know where to find me, www.mosas.com. Have the most amazing, amazing Sunday, and I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.